Or is that going to mess things up? It's all you. Two mics? <laughs> I get two and you get none? Yeah. Wait, do you have one over there? I don't. Oh, okay. I got a one. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Okay, great. Sorry. Awesome. There we go. Hi, guys. Uh, <laughs> hey, Portland in the afternoon. Okay, this is, the, this is the podcast part of the show where you're sitting down and watching two middle-aged women talk. And <laughs> I, hope you're, I hope you've been suitably warned, right? <laughs> Right. <laughs> I think they have. Yes. I think, yeah, I like that we, um, that we learned that we had to warn people, and now, and now people know. Mm-hmm. Guess what? I, I, I would like more cord. Does everyone have the sniffles in this town? Can I have more cord? No. Okay. No? Just me. Oh, am I on the wrong? Shit, sorry. Okay. I feel much better about the whole situation now. <laughs> Very funny. Nice job. Thank huh? you. Yeah. Thanks you too. Very funny. There we go. We did stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. Everything's coming coming up roses. We're we're really nailing. Uh, we're. Uh, uh, it's kind of been fun to watch you do the same set or versions of the same joke and have have they changed in the last three days? Yeah, you as well. Yes. Yeah. And you're like, oh look at that. That's a new tag. <laughs> and uh, and then you uh, panicking because you thought that they might get pitchforks and torches and. Uh, well, you know, I want to, I want to, I want my uh, trans and cis chunk to be like uh, accurate and, and oh, yeah. funny enough to make people laugh on a Friday late show in Grand Rapids, Michigan. You know what right. I mean? It's got to, it's got to hit. Uh, Not every show is going to be at one o'clock in the afternoon in Portland. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Down from a sneaker coffee shop. <laughs> a coffee shop dedicated. That's where I got this coffee, by the way. Oh, you did? Uh, they, oh, I didn't want any anyway. Thank you. It's delicious, <laughs> but I, I feel like Portland is uh, is uh, uh, enjoys accuracy in premises, right? Right. So if, I thought you were really close too to to finding something with that uh, the trans the definition of the, of the trans. Thing. Yeah, I forgot this other part that I wanted to talk about how how men are miserable anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so if you you feel like you're in the wrong body, like you know, get the fuck out. Yeah. Of course, right, like right, that. and I, I think it was just so. I think there was some, some issue with the choice part of it that I think you made. Oh, you have to fiddle okay. and diddle with. Yes, but, yes, yes. Uh, other than that, the human condition is pretty horrible. It really is. <laughs> and let's celebrate it. So tonight. do, so do whatever you can to make it better. <laughs> if, uh, if your day to day needs a, needs a shot in the arm because you, you feel like you're, you, you've, you've been railroaded. We, fuck it. Uh, yeah, we. Um, I don't know what ranch you're about to go on. Do you oh, feel railroaded? No, no, I don't. I mean, not just by comedy, though, right? Of course we feel railroaded by comedy. Right. Yeah. And this sweater that I felt like I was going to wear again because I had sort of the wrong bag. I have seen that sweater a lot this week, and I could go without seeing it again. (laughs) That makes me want to wear it more. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, so we we were in Bend, right? We were in Christmastown. Yes. And then we were in uh, Eugene. Uh, Christmas town with beer is what Bend seems to be. It's it, it seems like the Aspen of Oregon, where it's a lot of very wealthy people and a lot of people who don't get paid enough to serve them. 
Oh, nice. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and zero middle class. Right, right. right. It's just, yeah. oh, there you go. Oh, there's and, a, and, and six there's people an angry barista from Bend. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it seems like the country is turning into. Have you, you been know? to Aspen? Uh, I did a comedy festival there, yes. Just once, or? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you do it more than one time? Yeah, but at least four or five times. What an asshole. You really find a way to let me know you've done more things than I have. <laughs> well, uh, that's because you have a life, and it's stationary. It's a little more stationary than me. Again, another <laughs> humble brag. I'm, I do so much road work. I wish I could be like you and stay home every night. Um, <laughs> must be exciting for you to be on the road with me in my one sweater. <laughs> Thanks, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> I have to write down the words, my one sweater. <laughs> oh, God. I did the, you know what? The audiences in Aspen are awful, and you're at altitude. And so maybe, trouble. maybe altitude also makes people, um, it makes them a tougher laugh or... Well, here's the thing. They're so rich. Yes. And I think this is this guy's name is... Uh, yeah. <gasps> oh, yes. He was insufferable. Yes. Oh, he and, still is. And he always okay. will be. <laughs> so you don't know who that guy is, or you do, and you'll be like, oh, that guy. Oh, anyway. Yeah. But he... he I needed more material and less, hey, you rich fucks. Oh, right, and, right, right. Uh, followed by uh, a delight who's literally said to those people, hey, you rich fucks, and got a lot of laughs, and that was Augie Smith. Oh, yeah, of yeah, course. He's Augie Smith is a delight. Portland comic, Augie Smith. Oh, yeah, he's, that's right. He's one of your own in many ways. And um, <laughs> in, Wouldn't that be every way if he's uh, from Portland? He's, well, he's from Portland, but he's also from Montana, and he's also, uh, he lived in New York. So it's kind of like, it's kind of, he's, Augie is a little bit like Mitch Hedberg without the heroin. <laughs> or the hair. Or the hair. <laughs> yeah, that's right, uh, quite Augie went with a, with a full shave yes. when he started to go uh, male pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, uh, but so I will. So wait, s- you, you going male pattern? That's uh, going. Bald. I just made that up. I, I like just that. Made that. It's. Uh, I think we've had this discussion before about what I think about baldness. No, what? I don't remember it. Well, it's a great. It's a great. Uh, I think. don't say the word clock eater. Could you go the whole podcast today without saying the phrase clock eater? Well, you said it twice. I don't need to. Good. <laughs> and uh, speaking of which, let's <laughs> make a note of what time we started. Oh, they're going to light so, us at five minutes left. Okay, yeah, but we're going to have to do a couple of Max Fun spots. Okay. We anyway. should have talked about this earlier. Yeah, we could have, but isn't this a clock? <laughs> anyway, uh, so... Oh, my God. Uh, baldness. I think baldness, in the case of all humans, uh, is uh, God's way of saying, that's good-looking head. Let me get rid of that hair. You haven't seen all the bald people I've seen. <laughs> There's some very unattractive heads. I've seen some good-looking heads. Yeah. Uh, my, are, is your head round? Is my head round? Yeah. I think, aren't head? all heads round? No, nope, I have a divot. What, were you dropped? <laughs> I'm sure I was tossed. I'm sure I was, I'm sure I was thrown by angry adults. Oh, Maybe that that's how fault? your mom shot you out. She just aimed you at a medical device and you yeah, had a divot was, in your head. She was looking for a beer and a cigarette. Um, <laughs> she's, she was always, a, it was always a point of contention with my grandmother that she never breastfed us. But uh, she was like, no, no, I want to start drinking again. I gotta, I can't breastfeed. And, and formula was a big deal in 65. Yeah, it was. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, did, did you? Were you breastfed? I don't know, and the thought of even visualizing it makes me <laughs> nauseous. So I, I'm really upset that you brought that up. <laughs> I did breastfeed for a little while. You would think that these would finally have, been, you know, it's bit of some use. This is the thing I was I was attached to her for, and uh, no, they bar- they barely sque- squeezed out any milk. It was uh, kind of depressing. Do you know what that is? What? That is just it's a it's it's ironic. <laughs> There's nothing because... laugh out loud funnier than irony. <laughs> it's a gut laugh you can't control. Your body just responds to <laughs> ironic truths. <laughs> um, Jackie's such a note taker. That's great. I uh, I did fill up, put a little gas in the car so you'd had enough to get to the airport. Just so you oh, know. that's good because I I pre bought the the gas. Yeah, for, that's not how I do it. Well, that's because because uh, I like to come in hot. I it's like to terrifying. come in hot to the airport, drop it off, keep moving. Right, but it's scary because you might run out of gas. Like I I always pay. I gas up at the last second and, and bring it back full. Well, and the weird thing is is uh, it just means that Hertz or whoever gets a free quarter tank of gas in the end. I mean that that's no, you pay for plan. it. You you're paying for what you're. Well, you buy an entire tank of gas? Yeah. Right. And so if you bring any gas in the gas tank, they get that for free. No, you have to drive around the airport and get down to E and then bring it back, (laughs) which is bad for the environment. That's why you shouldn't do it. Wow. There's a a history of revenge in that (laughs) statement. That's the only way I sleep at night. (laughs) (laughs) You you ever thought about getting one of those white noise machines? (laughs) I do. I do have one. All right. Um... I uh, did you see that uh, Robert? Uh, I mean, excuse me, Martin Scorsese is begging people to watch The Irishman on a, an appropriately sized device. Yeah, which is his asshole. <laughs> I, wanna, I first don't of understand all, that riff whatsoever. Well, because he's. Why do people keep asking Martin Scorsese things? I don't think, I think he just mentioned it or, or you you know how like they keep interviewing, they interview people and then they throw out these random questions and we all have opinions much like assholes that, that are unnecessary. But like, if you were to ask me for an opinion, uh, I've only planned for one answer, like one dangerous question. If I'm ever asked. I have an answer for one dangerous question. The rest of it, it's just going to be like, what do you think about Bill Cosby? And I'm going to be like, eh, what a fucker. And, uh, or, I mean, I'm going to say something horrible. But, um, but so they've asked it. They asked him about the Marvel movies. They asked him about oh, I see. the, the, the well, different no, things. No, I'm saying, like, I, I think you have the right. Like, if we have a joke out on the Internet, right? Like, you, you want it seen a certain way. So uh, if someone's taken a video of you at a club and put it up and it's not done yet or it's, you don't want it seen that way, right? You want True. it from your late night set or from your special or something. Mm-hmm. So I think you do kind of have a, have a right to say, oh. hey, it's best if you see it this way. Right, right. And, and, and it's obvious that, you, like, I own a copy of Lawrence of Arabia, but it's, it's been cut for television. And, like, it's, it's the... Oh, it's, right, right. It's, Andy won't let me watch it. He's like, the next time it's at some art theater, we'll go see Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> the you way can't, you said it's 70 I own... millimeter. But yeah. because what I own is I own a, like a theatrical re- release. Mm-hmm. It's, not in, it's not even in letterbox, I don't think. And he's like, yeah, I, I can't face the idea that you're going to see Lawrence of Arabia in the wrong aspect ratio. And um... Well, you guys have a peculiar marriage. <laughs> and the, 
The more he, I hear about he it, the wants, more perplexed I am. <laughs> he wants me to see things done right. It's so beautiful. Anyway, but Martin Scorsese, you are right. I mean, he he gets, it's his art. So for him to say, you should definitely see this on your 65-inch television, uh, he's right. Yeah. But he probably doesn't even want you to see it on a, like he made a movie for Netflix. Right. I mean, that's where you let go of all of control. Right, right. No, you you do, and I guess he made a lot of money. He was given a lot of money for that, or or they right. they said you could have it be three and a half hours. I'm sure a theater would not show a three and a half hour Scorsese movie at this point, right? So he he's had not, to make some compromises. Yeah, right, right. While being handed a giant Scrooge McDuck pile of money, poor guy's been living check to check for years. Yes. <laughs> and okay, and the other story I'm bringing to this podcast, you say you've got. Tons of shit. I have a list because it's our third day in a row of us talking to each other. Yes. And we haven't had that many experiences in between each show. (laughs) (laughs) Like our last show was uh, nine hours ago, I think. (laughs) It was nine hours ago. And then we drove for two hours in silence. Yes. (laughs) To stay at a pineapple hotel. Oh, well, first of all, what was that silence like for you? It was a first as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) It was a delight. I got to play Marvel Puzzle Quest for hours. Yes, you did. It was lovely. Um, yeah, and you kept bragging about how you were going to keep me awake, and then I just saw you like this on your phone. Uh, <laughs> well, you didn't want to hear the great story about how I just got a MODOK cover. Huh? Anybody? Anybody want to no, hear about my... And I don't want to co- hear it now. You guys can stick around afterwards and talk to her, but <laughs> I'd rather the podcast go short than... <laughs> It'd be lengthened by a Modoc story. <laughs> it's, yes. Uh, so Elton, Elton John. Um, yes, famous he, singer. I, he has an ama- apparently an insane memoir out, and uh, he says that he um, pees his pants on stage, so he wears a diaper to prevent it from obviously showing in his costume. Wait. Yes. No, I, there's no waiting. You heard every part of the story you need to hear. Now put that shit together and respond. <laughs> for, for not just has this been going on for decades well he ha, if he's doing like a four-hour show right okay and he's probably drinking water to you know keep his has voice he heard okay. about the stadium pal the what uh, what's that there's something I, I there was a guy who did a joke about the stadium pal what? and the stadium pal is like a catheter that you um st- you can either stick it on top of your penis or it'll cup your genitals if right. you're a lady and uh and then you can just pee into that so you never have to miss any parts of the game i would like my genitals cupped even if i don't have to pee <laughs> How do I get a hold of this thing? <laughs> the butterfly vibrator. Uh, nobody knows about your secret smile. I've, I've been, <laughs> I have been reading some advertising for the last 37 years. Oh. Are you, are you advertising butterfly vibrators Butterf- on one and, of your and other podcasts? And the stadium pal. Uh, no, I'm not. It's, oh, okay. uh, in, high school, it's a, uh, uh, in high school, I got a copy of Playgirl. You would have thought the entire experience would have been me going, oh my God, look at that. But right. it was not. It was a lot of, are there articles like in Playboy? Um, <laughs> Play, Playgirl is naked gay men. Well, I didn't know, and I didn't care, because okay. I didn't think we, I was going to date with a two-dimensional. I was just going to touch myself and be psyched. Okay. Um, 
Uh, so, but the uh, <laughs> their personal life choices weren't going to affect mine. Mm-hmm. And one of them, though, did, which was to get taken a photo of when they were nude. Anyway, so um, right. just for clarity's sake, everyone should know. Uh, but I was always I was looking for the for what kind of articles were in the Playgirl, and there weren't any. But there was an ad for a butterfly vibrator, and it was just a woman sitting at a desk, like an admin, like a secretary desk, and all this. It said the butterfly vibrator. Nobody knows about your secret smile. Oh, wow. So she was, I guess, wearing this at work with, by the way, an old-timey remote, which was a wire. (laughs) Remember when the remotes were attached? They may suspect your smile has something to do with a wire. (laughs) Coming out of your, coming out of your skirt. (laughs) Um, Well, anyway, uh, Elton John um, is, is just is wetting himself on He's stage. wetting himself on stage. And wow. he, uh, well, I, pardon me, uh, I think that's, that's where we're headed. You and I? Yes. Uh, all comics. <laughs> like, I don't know, when you think about yeah. how does Chappelle do these seven-hour shows <laughs> I was without wondering peeing on Ch- himself? It has to be, right? Either that or he doesn't... Uh, or does he take the mic, does he get a long cord, take it to the bathroom, keep talking... As he pisses and then get back up on stage. Here's the good news for me. I'm never going to care enough to know. Oh. Because he does like a six-hour set. Sometimes he does, yeah. I would I would last the same 45 I would last for anyone. And then okay. I'd get the fuck out. Right, right. But um, I think that's what he counts on, though, because I think he, he will repeat material a little bit, like three hours in, to work because new people shuffle in and shuffle out. Yeah. Right, right. Might as well work on that 45. Get it sure. real tight. Yes. If you work on it four times in an evening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and maybe he doesn't drink beverages. Maybe he only smokes weed or something. You got to drink a little bit on stage. Yeah, uh, yeah. Some kind of beverage. Yeah, maybe. Have you ever pissed yourself on stage? No, but I, uh, here's too much info. Uh, and we talked about it in the last four years is, uh, remember when I had the Pokemon up my uterus? And uh, those uh, are, maybe we should explain. Uh, I, uh, you I, had p- potential polyps. Yeah, I had some right. sort of there, there was there was a non-rare Pokemon up my uterus that was making me bleed like banana. And and I had been told that uh, as the aging process happened, I my period could last long. It could tighten up. It could it could there could be three months in between. It could be every two weeks. And so I was like, I'm bleeding a lot, but it's weird. But they told me it'd be weird. And then. Um, and then so, but I was going through tampons so fast that one time on stage, I'm literally, the hell is happening. And I had to finish my set uh, with what? um Did my, it, was it happening? Oh, it was happening. Oh. There was a, there was a, there was a, 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 a never ending river of blood pouring down my left leg. And it was gross. Uh, <laughs> this audience. That is the correct response. This is. I've never heard that much empathy from an audience before. <laughs> oh my god! Because <laughs> it was, and then I got off stage and I was like, "All right," and and then I had to do a second show in the same pants. No, no. What I know did I had to go do? to. I stripped down to nothing in a public restroom and washed them and washed them. Did you I have was, to get them all wet so it wouldn't like you had a look like you had a wet spot? Like just wear wet pants so they look like a darker color. I, I, they were jeans, right? And uh, once I, I question I, still stands, right? Uh, I, I I made them very wet, and then I'm ve- a very warm person, so they dried before I the don't next. Know. No, feel this hand. <laughs> Oh, physically warm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I find 
you a, an emotional cold fish, quite frankly. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I, I thought it was—I thought I was pretending so well. I used to always worry that I was getting my period on stage, but I never did. But I, the worry of it takes over your brain, and you can barely concentrate on your jokes. The, when you swim. You don't get your period when you're swimming. Something about your body stops it. But if you if you are menstruating at that time and you get out of the water, you got to run to the shower immediately because it'll because as soon it'll, as you hot up, you're just like, it'll flow out. Yeah, but yeah. I think I I I wonder if I well you you just said <laughs> there's like an evil witch laugh to the rave. <laughs> that is that is a that is a knowing laugh is what that is. But is there some kind of adrenaline that keeps your keeps some uteruses shut on stage, and then as soon as you get You're off, getting stage, very close to me being able to not get pregnant with my mind. <laughs> you know how like the men folk, the dirtbag GOP dirtbags, oh, sure, are like, sure, sure. Oh, I think she could just just choose not to get pregnant because she's a fucking rabbit or whatever. Uh, right when you're getting raped, they... who's red water shipped out? What's happening? Okay, <laughs> what? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what just Sorry. happened. Uh, I think I missed four words of that sentence, and um, it made no sense to me. In Watership Down. <laughs> What's that? The, Watership Down is a book about rabbits, and it's a parable about... It's a uh, book about rabbits? Rabbit, yeah, rabbits, and it's a parable about, uh, about militarism and, uh, and, and pioneerism. And, anyway. Have you guys all read it? Wow, well, Portland. you guys can just enjoy this podcast without what me. What part... Of we're in Portland, Oregon. Did you miss? If it's um, not the, about the British royal family, I haven't read it recently. <laughs> but here's here's the weird thing about rabbits: is when there are too many rabbits in a warren, r- 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 female rabbits will self-abort. Oh, it's true. <laughs> they will self-abort. But the thing is, they can only. But do it, it two sounds or three. like there's a an evangelical pro-life rabbit owner in the crowd. <laughs> And well, they were horrified at that information. And, and, and well, now they have to make a law can, to prevent rabbits They can only from... do it two or three times, and then they die. Because the thing is, you can't self-absorb... Because they absorb the fetus back into the body. Oh. They should the just rabbit. flush it down the toilet like the rest of us. <laughs> the Shining Wire is, my, is the creepiest chapter. You should just read that to the boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a horrible book. It is not a book that he will enjoy or you will en- You will enjoy it only because it's super sad sack and dark. Um, and you enjoy... Uh, I enjoy anything that doesn't have the words Harry and Potter in it. <laughs> I can't wait till you get to the seventh book and it's 200 oh pages God. of camping. No, I can't do it. It's awful. I can't do it. Here's what I'll, I'll tell you, though. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you... Uh, you can skip almost all of the first camping, do that one. And then every time they start camping again, you're like, next. Okay. You can literally skim and you will shave. And she should have shaved a hundred pages on No that one's book. editing her after that first book, right? No, they just let her do I it. She was like the book. Martin Scorsese of authors. Right. I say the first three books had editors. The last four did not. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Hey, here's the um, thing. I'm like what we... Are we always have editors, and it's the audience, right? You know. Yeah, we do. And okay. uh, there's, <laughs> there's so silence. in a way, we're better than J.K. Rowling <laughs> and wealthier. Exactly. In emotional riches. Give me a time code right now. Give me a max fun time code right now. Off what, of, are you off recording? My, yeah. I didn't record. Well, aren't you believing in th- this? Could just be if it if if, if my Zoom isn't working. 
Dead Pilot Society brings you exclusive readings of comedy pilots that were never made, featuring actors like Patton Oswalt. So the vampire from the future sleeps in the dude's studio during the day, and they hunt monsters at night. It's Blade meets the odd couple. <laughs> Adam Scott and Jane Levy. Come on, Corey. She's too serious, too businessy. She doesn't know the hokey pokey. Well, she'll learn what it's all about. <laughs> Busy Phillips and Dave Keckner. Baby, this is family. My Uncle Tell, who showed his wiener to Cinderella at Disneyland, is family. Do you want him staying with us? He did stay with us for three months. And he was a delight. <laughs> a new pilot every month, only on Dead Pilot Society for Maximum Fun. So, we're back. What are you looking at? Yeah, that's including my half hour, though. Are you, okay. are you looking uh, forward to uh, the decade lists that are coming out? It's not just year-end lists this year. It's oh. going to be decade lists that we're not going to be on. Right, yeah. <laughs> I fucking hate a list. And yet we have a list. We do. Uh, that, that we're, we're going to add to in about ten minutes. But right. the thing is, it is... Uh, I, I am not looking forward to the decade's best female comics over oh, the age so? of 53. <laughs> that we won't be on. Yeah. We won't be on it. We're just right. Neither of us. It'll be Mae West and Lucille Ball. Sure. Right, right. And um, you stole that from me from last night. I did. How do you feel about that? I did. <laughs> we have a live theft happening right here. I thought, Unbelievable. Wait, I thought you loved to call back. <laughs> oh, is that what you're calling me? Calling That's it. what I'm okay. calling it. You're right here. <laughs> oh. we, no, it's uh, it's always distressing, and there the and we're in December, so it's 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 we're we're right in it. Right? Did you did you have an album come out this year? No. No. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. So, uh, you know. <laughs> Dude, you're always having an album coming No, out. here's the thing. So my last album came out in 2017, right? Oh, it's been that long? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow, someone's <laughs> angry. 2017. So then, uh, this year, 2019, uh, the same month that my album came out in 2017, yeah. Chad Daniels had an album come out, and then Chad Daniels had a new album come out this very year, 2019, and I got a call from uh, my good friend, Louis Lee, who owns Acme, to say, yeah. hey, you have an album? You know, Chad put it out. And I was like, stop. I'm not Chad. Fuck. <laughs> I'm going to put three years into the album. You got to hear some of it right here. And if I would have done an album, you wouldn't have got to hear the new uh, awesome uh, thing about gender, the new gender joke that I'm working on. That's a good, it's a good gender joke. Why, why wouldn't they have been able to hear that? Because it wouldn't have been, because uh, I just wrote it a month ago. Uh, so you wouldn't have, I, you it wouldn't have written been on it anyway? New, uh, well, I but it wouldn't have been on the, the 2019 album because I would have recorded it in March. Okay. <laughs> it but you didn't the, write that shit on March, did you? Right. If I put out an album earlier this year, I feel like this conversation would have we don't have to clarify after, this because it doesn't matter. Okay, it really doesn't. But because uh, they got it, and I'm sure <laughs> there are people right now yelling in their cars, going, "Jesus, kill Martin!" <laughs> and uh, but yes. Anyway, so I want to put on. I'm going to put on a new album next year. Have you? So how much time do you have right now? I have about 40. How much do you want an hour? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I want, this is, this is, I, I, it's not a new year's resolution. Right. It's a December now fucking do something. 
It's a resolution to go forward and do something right, which is I want to submit. I want to submit. Uh, you, I want to submit a new five minutes to Conan, right, and to whoever else is willing to see that five minutes. Yeah, I want to do a late night set in the yeah, next year. Yeah, me too. Year. Me too. Me too. I want to submit a half hour for Comedy Central, mm-hmm. and I want to submit an hour for Netflix. That's great. You are right to clap, uh, but uh, uh, I'd like to have done those things. But already. if you if you do this, if you drop the, if you do a CD this year, that would be your hour you put you give to Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. So are you going to give it to Netflix first to see if they take it, and if they don't, then do the CD? Why can't I do both? Well, why would they take it as a special if it's already out on a CD? Because they don't know what they're doing. No, I don't know. Pro- probably not the best way to woo Netflix. <laughs> Dear Netflix. No, but I, I don't think that they'll... I never think that they think about comedy albums the same way they think about specials. Oh, really? Yeah. Though they might. I mean, I know that, that all those dry bar yeah. uh, hours are also cut into albums and then aired, and you had to make a special deal with dry bar to not sell them the rights to publish it as an album. Wait, to not sell it or to yeah, sell to it? to not sell it. Oh, I Because see. it automatically, in the contract for Drybar, mm-hmm. you do uh, 20 or 40 minutes of squeaky clean material right. that they air on their YouTube channel, and you get paid to do it. You get a kickback from views. Eventually. Uh, right. And then, but in worked baked into that contract is that they will release it as an audio uh, album as well. Um I know that a couple of comics... That you don't get the money from? You don't get well, sound exchange from? You get artist money. You don't get pu- publisher money. Okay. And so... Because I know that um, a couple of comics already did it. Uh, like, I think that uh, somebody signed it. Signed the... I'll write down a name. Mm-hmm. He's, he, he, he signed the contract, but had al- already recorded and had a deal with a, a label. Oh, to do it as a uh, an, an album. album, go that way with it. Okay. <laughs> and uh, and so then he had to go back to Drybar and renegotiate and say, you can't have it as an album uh, because I'm already putting it out as <laughs> an album. Yeah. And so Drybar was like, all right, never mind, because they were signing so many people anyway. So many people have that much clean material. There's. <laughs> That's shocking to me. <laughs> I know. I'm from San Francisco. <laughs> We don't think dirty, about things like dirty that. San Francisco. <laughs> not um, dirty, but uh, but not but, but not, not squeaky. No, for sure. Yeah, and it has to be squeaky because of uh, Mormons. <laughs> Sweeping right? generalization that is not inaccurate. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they're right. <laughs> and uh, but the yeah so so that uh, but I want to do like the comedy you know I did the Comedy Central special in two thousand three right which. People keep using as a credit. And I was like, that was a hundred years ago. Do you think uh, we have a chance of getting on Comedy Central because of our age? Yes. Really? But I think that we have zero chance of doing it if we don't submit a half an hour. True. (laughs) That's correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I never submitted after that first 2003 because I figured that they would just come back to me in like a couple of years ago. You probably have another half hour, don't you? Uh, Turns out... 
there were new comics. And, uh, <laughs> and some of those new comics had representation who said, hey, don't you have a half an hour that we could submit? And so the less work that the... I, and this is a, this is a truism, uh, a sweeping generalization that is true. The less work the industry uh, has to do, the more likely they will do it. Not do it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they don't, they don't want to do any of them. In, um, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, so I would mean, you submit a half hour? I, I don't even know anything about it. So I just, like, I worked for Comedy Central. I worked for them when I was a tough crowd. And uh, the other writer I was working with, they did a half hour with. And I'm like, I guess maybe it'll come to me next. And they never did. And uh, I was like, I just felt like they knew me and had rejected me instantaneously. But, but they were very you... familiar with me because I, I was on Tough Crowd and I wrote for them. So I saw all the executives all the time and they never, never occurred to them or I don't know. I assume because they didn't ask me that they saw me and they didn't like me. Right. But you had never put, you too have never put a half an hour together for, to show to them? Send them. No. Yeah. Right. Which, um, yeah, which is probably dumb, right? Right. Cause we should do that. Okay. Yeah. But uh, but the weird thing is the reason we didn't do it was because they were approaching people. Oh, okay. Around us, right, right. And so it didn't seem like we were supposed to. And then it's like asking someone to take you to the prom. You're mm-hmm. sp- it feels like you're supposed to wait until they you're picked. You know, right, right. A girl likes to be asked. <laughs> mm-hmm. But we're dumb. Uh, for not for waiting because we should just uh, Susan B. Anthony this. That's not the right woman. No. But, what's, um, the, what's the name of the dance? The, thank you, Sadie Hawkins. <laughs> <laughs> but Susan B. Anthony, Sadie Hawkins. Sure. I'm sure Susan B. Anthony is now going to haunt me. <laughs> She's like, fuck you for comparing me to Sadie Hawkins. We should bumble this. <laughs> that's what bumble is right i don't know tiktok oh yeah What's you wouldn't know no tiktok no bumble's a dating site oh, okay. dating app. <laughs> tiktok is a seven second app <laughs> video app. Um, oh like vine basically yeah but it's owned by china so everyone's sort of worried that they're using it to spy on americans and find out that our teenagers are dumb <laughs> Quick reveal. <laughs> they are correct. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I guess I always just assumed they never liked me because they never seemed to. And I had to... Did You you did premium blend, right? Right. I had to work to get premium blend. Um, I, uh, I was submitted to the first... Oh, man. I was submitted to the first one. You ever somebody where you, find, you know it's between you and this other person yeah. and they pick the other person and then they become your mortal enemy even though they're just another comic? Mm-hmm. And I was so... Like, they picked this other woman who kind of looked like me and, uh, and then they shot it at UCLA and they were horrible. I guess the audience sucked that year. Okay. And then, uh, the next year I got to do it in New York city and the audience was amazing. So that worked out and she stopped doing comedy. <laughs> <laughs> that feels like a super mature rant. <laughs> it's a win, Jackie. All wins count. <laughs> Oh my god! I did it 2001. When did you do yours? It was earlier. It was probably 98 or 99. Okay. And it was Jim Brewer hosted. I think he was, 
He was very, very uh, animated when he yeah. was he was jumping all over the place. And there was a giant plastic hamburger uh, on the, on the stage. Why? It was when they were it's when they were doing funny set pieces behind the comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they weren't they weren't funny. And they also didn't tell me that I had to come down a staircase and I trip on flat surfaces. <laughs> and I was wearing heels. Cause you so, were wearing heels? Yeah. If you ever get a chance to see this set, holy smokes, it's terrible. <laughs> First of all, my makeup, I look like a drag queen. <laughs> they have, they have, uh, they've junked me up. I look like a hua. Yeah. And, uh, and then... And then I'm wearing like heels, and so I'm coming down this thing super slow, uh, you know, because I don't want to fall on my face. Because I, because th- I forget. Here's something I forget when I do television. It is all being pre-recorded. Yeah. At no time, if I do fall on my ass, you could start back up again. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I always think, oh my god, it's television. It's immediately going out to the world. Yeah. Um. So I I went very very slowly. So if you see this, um. If you ever get a chance to see Premium Blend, and you could, it's on it's on their website. But it's uh, it's I look like I'm a, I when I watch it, I think I'm gonna fall. Mm-hmm. Um, my my host, I forget. My host was David Allen Greer. Dag. Yes, and uh, I was uh, my episode included uh, Judah Friedlander, uh, wow. who was on Thirty Rock for a long time. He's a hilarious comic, and Patrice O'Neill. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I can't remember who was on mine, but right. I do know. Um, there was something, it was something weird. Oh, forgot it. It's gone. Okay. <laughs> Could have been anything. I had, I, my, my boyfriend at the time, uh, he is Ukrainian. He was back then as well. And, um, <laughs> but at the time, you can't, it, you can't wash that off. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, you can't. Um, uh, <laughs> he, uh, it was more of a catch-all that he was Russian because you, it was it was still sort of the Soviet Union. It was all right. one big country called Russia, basically. Mm-hmm. Especially when you know it wasn't it wasn't like just Soviet satellite states. It was part of the, the Soviet Union, right? So I always said Russia as a catch-all. Anyway, uh, somehow I had some reference to the Soviet invasion of Afghanistan in the joke. <laughs> the hilarity. I, well, the. Uh, the uh, and I taped it in August of two thousand and one, and then in in uh, November, I mean, excuse me, in September of two thousand one, of course, um, uh, there was nine eleven, and then uh, we didn't want to mention uh, Afghanistan at all. So, oh wow! So they edited that reference out of the set. It's sort of weird. There's like just one joke with a setup and no punchline. Oh, that is a classic Comedy Central. Classic Comedy Central. This yes. isn't going to get the, get them on my side, but I will say this: my 2003. They're better sp- about it now. They do leave punchlines in. Oh, yes. thank goodness! Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, I had this this joke in my half hour special where it's about North Platte, Nebraska, and the and the the setups. This are it's about how much I hated going to North Platte, Nebraska. Had an Osama bin Laden, another hilarious. Osama bin Laden references, as a matter of fact, from in 2003. And the reference was that I believe that's where uh, Osama bin Laden was hiding and oh. that they should bomb North Platte, Nebraska, <laughs> just in case. 
And if I'm wrong, what have we lost? <laughs> and um, at which point, by the way, every time it re-airs, I get this, uh, I, I, I get four emails from North Platte, Nebraska saying, fuck you, fuck you, you're right. <laughs> like literally four, two that tell me to screw off and one that says, ha. And then it sounds another like one it's one family right. and the grandparents are saying, fuck you. And the grandchildren are like, you're right. You know, it's, and, and, and it's interesting because they cut the punchline from it. It was just, you, I hate North Platte, I hate North Platte, I hate North Platte, and then airline food or whatever the hell the next joke is, yeah. right? And um, the punchline was exactly what happened in North Platte, which was I went to do a one-nighter in North Platte, Nebraska, in like a Best Western uh, attached bar, and uh, I walked in, and I was mistaken. There was a guy at the bar who had... Uh, who was at the bar having a beverage, and I would just come in to see where I should, where, where the show was going to be, and that guy thought I was his wife or somebody, because he literally, this dude at the bar, yelled at me across the room, who said you could get out of the truck? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the punchline on that was that I was mistaken for someone's battered wife. <laughs> so super sensitive, making friends. Things, some things don't date well. Uh, um, well, it's true. Yeah, right? completely, yeah. entirely true. The weirdest thing about that that joke was because I got an email after that aired from a woman who was the secretary for the Chamber of Commerce of North Platte, Nebraska, asking me if I wanted to do a Christmas party <laughs> in North Platte. And I said, what a terrible idea. You know they wanted to stone you to death. <laughs> Maybe they wanted, because that's where the, uh, the, the golden spike, like two railroads met there or oh, something really? like that. And, um, and maybe they wanted to possibly bury me underneath the golden <laughs> spike. What, uh, your first late night set was Conan, right? Yes, yes. decades after it should have been. I, I'm amazing. Anyway, no, I so. mean, you should have had a late night set way before then. Mine, yeah, what was yours? Mine was Kimmel, and um, it was. What year was that? It was 2004 or That's five. still too fucking late. Yeah, it is too late. Yeah, I'm, I'm as pissed as you are. That's amazing. <laughs> I know. Uh, but uh, I got it like the night before. So it, it was, <laughs> clearly somebody dropped out, right. right? And I got a call like at seven o'clock or mm-hmm. what, whatever. It was dark out. I remember being in a cab in New York City, and it was dark out, and can you get to to LA tomorrow. <laughs> and I said, yes. And then that, that day happened to be my birthday. And, um, well, and, birthday. uh, my boyfriend at the time was furious that I, that I left town on my birthday to do Kimmel. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> but it led Let's to one of our, him to death. uh, Big, biggest, earliest fights was that I would leave on my... It wasn't his birthday. It was my right. birthday. <laughs> There's so many problems there. And then, yeah. Well, guess what? They got worse. And um, <laughs> and then... Uh, so I did Kimmel, and uh, it wasn't a great set. I had I went like this. I pushed my hair behind my ear, and part of my hair stuck out, stuck out like this. <laughs> And it looked stupid, and it was completely noticeable, and I didn't know it. And apparently the, the hair lady was like, oh, my fucking God, and <laughs> thought she was going to be fired or something. And uh, it was an okay set, and then, um, and then it ended. <laughs> right? <laughs> that it? And, right. Uh, you know, but that was like the first late night set, I guess. But they were super nice there. They, their, their setup is much more of a nightclub 
and I don't think they're doing stand-ups anymore, but this is back then. It was a, like everyone was drinking and boozing and it was a, it, it kind of, it was kind of disco-y oh, backstage. Oh, it was shut like a club? I did that, yeah. that, that, that late Friday thing. Oh, with Henry that, Cho? Uh, when no, Henry the, Cho hosted it? No. No, I did. It was uh, Lisa Langang booked oh, it. Oh, right. Remember oh, she never thing? booked me for that. Yeah, that's, a, that, don't be bitter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Wait, but that, it, are you related to Lisa? Yeah. I'm just going to storm out. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we should uh, get him the stadium cap. Yeah. You guys should all be wired up to some sort of catheter so you stay, stay seated. So, <laughs> um, the, but I, I uh, yeah, so I, I, I did, they, I, I like that they were doing, for a while they were doing late night shows where there'd be stand-up in the late 90s, early 2000s, where it was like, we're going to give everyone a half a tiny glass of beer and then don't drink it. Uh, for the filming and don't drink it for the filming. The my the first set I did was was Conan. I think it was two thousand five. Right, was a real late night set. Two thousand five at uh, late night. Yeah, I think it was you did late night with Conan O'Brien. Nah, it must have been two thousand ten. I don't know when it was. Because uh, uh, Conan and TBS didn't start till two thousand ten, but you probably didn't do it till eleven, right? It could have been two thousand fifteen. I don't know. <laughs> Okay, Somebody I'm not going to argue with you. It's your fucking career. I have right. no idea. Just <laughs> well, and we can tell why it's on fire. So, <laughs> but it's uh, but the 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 what I was going to say was that it was so professional and so incredibly really cool because I I got a tour of where Conan tapes and I forget if that was with you. It was it was somebody somebody was doing it was Bamford. Yeah, Bamford oh, was you doing... came to watch her late night set, and, and so you got to the lay of the land of right, the studio, right? right. And then, uh, and then I got to stand where the comics stood when they do the set, and I remember standing there going, "All right, think positively. This is you want to get used to this because I I knew that I would be super scared because mm-hmm. I when I did last comic standing, it was. There was so much pressure because of that reality TV bullshit. Yeah. Where they're constantly asking you if what would happen if you lost. Um, oh, right. Yeah. yeah. They want the right. Like, you're like, well, I'll just go. I have a week at the improv that, that right. next week. So I'll Turns just Turns out I'm working. doing zanies. Yeah. Right. And uh, so, <laughs> I mean, you can say that 30 times, but the 60th time they ask you, you start thinking, what will I do? <laughs> and um, and you start getting a little, I, and I got twitchy. I actually got twitchy after that last Comic Standing experience. And I remember Bill Dwyer went up right before me in the semifinals. And he gets off stage and he comes up to me, grabs me by the shoulders and he goes, guess what? It's just stand-up. Once <laughs> you go nice. up on stage, it doesn't matter. It's yeah. no longer some weird, crazy show. It's just, you're just doing jokes and just, just go do jokes. And I was like... Thank you. And, and it helped. It saved my life, quite honestly. Okay, so we, so I got to the top 10, right? Oh, yeah. And, uh, and so the, we had the first show where the 10, 10 contestants are there and they're going to kick three off immediately, right? So the previous week we had all done a set. And, um, and so none of us knew what was happening. Uh, but I remember I was at the commissary where, you know, we were just all grabbing food and the executive producer of the show came up to me and she goes, um, she goes, you did really, really well. And you got a new, a bunch of new Facebook fans, right? And I go, yeah. She goes, that's cool. And then she walked away and I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm gone. I'm gone on my consolation prizes. I got fans on a social media site that I'm going to delete in six years. Wow. <laughs> 
Yeah. That was that that is kind of telling. Yeah, totally. Because she wanted to just let you know that she thought you were great. Yeah, and there's an upside to what's about to happen to you on national television. (laughs) You're about to be humiliated. Right. Uh could have been worse. Hey, let's do speaking of humiliation, let's pump up somebody else's career. Sure. Comic Um, of the week. Carolyn Riley. Carolyn Riley. Yes. Oh, do you know her? Yeah, she's super funny. I worked with her in Vermont um, at uh, Vermont Comedy Club in Burlington. And uh, what? Time code. Oh, sorry. Um, uh, 114. And uh, yeah, she's super funny, great writer, really dry, uh, really low energy. And uh, But, you know, I, I like that low energy, just great jokes. And she's great. Carolyn Riley. I think it's Carolyn Riley on Twitter, but... I'll, we'll double check and put it right and in check the notes. the notes. Check the notes. Carolyn Riley, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, cool. And then let's do another Max Fun as long as we're here. Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hello, this is Griffin McElroy. And this is wonderful. It's a podcast that we do as uh, we ma- we are married. And how's the ad going so far? Because I think it's going very good. <laughs> we talk about things we like every week on Wednesdays. One time Rachel talked about pumpernickel bread. It was so tight. You cannot afford to miss her talking about this sweet brown bread. We also talk about music and poems and, you know, weather. There is one... Weather? <laughs> one time Rachel talked about Baby Beluga, the song, for like 14 minutes. And it just really blew my hair back. <laughs> so check us out on MaximumFun.org. It's a cool podcast with chill vibes. Amber is the color of our energy, is what all the iTunes reviews say. <laughs> they will now. And now we're done. Now do we, we need can to just... announce that we're doing a Max Fun? Couldn't it just I do. overtake the podcast and then slip away? <laughs> okay. Possibly. Okay. But uh, not if I'm writing notes. Okay. Pardon me while I log things for Kyle. Mm-hmm. Kyle needs it. Kyle needs it. Um, so th- this has been a hell of a tour. I've loved doing this. This sort of yeah. these small, the smaller venues, and um, and but I want. I don't know what I uh, more money. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want Karen Kilgariff's career, her podcast, career? almost yeah. always, uh, almost sure. always. She has the Midas touch, and she's like, bam, and then all of a sudden, there's uh, two gold bars. Well, you're anyway. you're our tour manager. You're really good at it. Uh, because you have to be, because I'm not providing any <laughs> assistance. <laughs> right. Um, but I did drive last night. You drove last night in the dark. Yes, I, thank you. I the dark like, and the uh, snow. Yeah, I never, I never liked driving after gigs. When you recommend, when you said let's drive after gig, uh, I love. I would love to drive after every show for three hours before I get home. <sighs> I, 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 just to wind down my brain and stuff like okay. that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I was glad that you were willing to do it because I didn't want any part of it. Um, the one time I drove after a gig uh, because it had been sold to me as such a good idea, then you're almost home or then then you'll make it back. Yeah. Um, I just remember sleeping in a, in, a, in, a, in a turnoff because I got super tired and I didn't want to die. So, like, I, I, I don't know why, but I, even, in, even in my 20s, I couldn't drive at night. I would just get tired. It was Turn all the dark. Music up loud. sleepy time. Turn the music up loud. Yeah. Uh, open the windows so you're cold. Uh, sure. There's a lot of little tricks. Scream. There's, <laughs> <laughs> there's lots of things, too. To keep all you of those things will keep me awake, mm-hmm. but uh, eventually I'll get bored and then um, just decide to lie down. Mm-hmm. I'd re- yeah, I'd rather just sleep it out. And I I I like to uh, get up at like four in the morning and drive into the day. No, 
No, you no. like to ten o'clock drive all I, night because it's dark all night, so it doesn't. You don't feel the day passing. But if you start in the morning and you see the sun coming up and then going down, it feels like you've been on the road for days. As opposed to if you hit it at, at eight p.m. at night and just go till four in the morning, oh, it's sweet. It's one, and there's no one else out, just you and the aliens. <laughs> <laughs> just going to agree to disagree. Okay. All right. Give me more topics since you have a giant list. Uh, yeah. Uh, we were going to talk about, um, yeah, this is, this is how, this is how long it's gone. We are at like 45 minutes, which is good. Okay. But, um, this is how many topics we don't have is I was like, well, why don't we just list some male comics we like? And I was like, no. Because we do mention male comics that we like. Just I love Greg Proops. Greg Proops is also on the Max Fun Network. He is brilliant. So funny. That's He's a, a guy a, where I, I'm like, how, how can he effortlessly say those kind, the words he says in the order he says? It's like... It, I, I, it, he doesn't, he's improvising them, but his, his, he's just got an amazing brain that can put words together, slot them exactly the way they're supposed to go and, and spit he them re- out. And he records his proopcast, right? He has proopcast and he records it in stand-up venues and does it es- essentially, like, I don't know if he's doing straight stand-up anymore, if it's all proopcast, which means that it's all stream of consciousness and it's a new hour every time he gets on stage. Uh, I don't understand what you just said. Me neither. <laughs> I don't know if it's even what? true. But um, <laughs> well, what I'm saying is that Greg Proops is a genius, and he's, yes. a, and he's a damn delight to hang out with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love, um, I love seeing him. It's, uh, he drinks what I used to drink. And I remember seeing it and going, he has his shit together. I could drink. And oh. then, uh, guess what? I was wrong. <laughs> did, you, did you fall off the wagon? At that time? No, 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 no. There was no wagon. Okay. It was pre-wagon. Okay. Oh, I see. All right. You hadn't gotten on it yet. No, no. I was, well, I was, I was literally, just, I was, I just got my second DUI and I was oh, thinking. The second I one wanna... is always the worst though. That's what they said. <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking about stopping drinking. I was like, I should probably stop drinking. Yeah. And so then I, I thought about it. And you saw, you saw Greg drinking and you're like, no, I can do it. No, look how funny he is. Right. He's drinking. I can probably still drink. Uh, turns out we're different people. (laughs) Do you know what my sister said to me? What did your sister say to you? She, she lives here in Portland and she, uh, she said, you should work more in Portland. And I said, I'm actually on my way to a show (laughs) right now. You could go to, if you wanted to. And and what (laughs) was the response to that? Oh, Silence? I can't. I can't. I can't. She, yeah. <laughs> but if I wanted to work here at her convenience, I'm more than welcome to. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so glad we don't have any sort of self-esteem. <laughs> There's no reason to fight that fight. It's uh, The last time I did uh, a show in Milwaukee, my dad was like, I'm not going. And then I said back to him, well, lucky for me, it's not Little League, Dad. <laughs> Because I don't care. <laughs> there will be an audience in spite of you. So, uh, Well, my mother is staying at my sister's, and it's been three weeks of heaven. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. silence at the house. My son and I are so relaxed. Right. And, uh, and You seem more relaxed, quite honestly. Really? Yeah. Well, that's about to o- be over. That party is Is she ending. going home today as well? She's going home tomorrow. Okay. So, uh, 
So just running into her at my sister's house was like, oh, God, it's happening again. <laughs> just the, the, I don't know if it's an old person thing, but they, they overreact to everything. Like, like I would, you know, I'm like, bye, I'll see you. <gasps> You're leaving? And then, and then just absorbing that energy all the time, it's, yeah. I start to, I'm just numb now. And so I, she's, you're working. And I'm like, I'm not explaining it to you. And I just walked out. <laughs> and my sister seemed uh, kind of horrified that I was so rude, but I, I, I just don't have anything left. I have no, uh, it's, it's Did you all tell your sister that she could my, just keep her? Yeah. My, she, my, you know, she has too many stairs, so she can't do it. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Seems super convenient that she installed all those stairs. It's a it's an Escher painting her house. She it was actually a single story ranch when she bought it and then my mom broke her hip and she installed stairs so that uh, <laughs> you have to go up and down to get to the room. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Did you get to go swimming today? No, I didn't. All right. Uh, Just no. curious. Mm-hmm. Swam yesterday. Went to the Eugene YMCA. I've been there a long time ago. I had like tingles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I swam in this this old pool. This old pool. Yeah. Have I you thought do... about doing that show on? <laughs> That'd be a great show, actually. Yeah, it would. You're just finding weird pools and going, look at this. Nobody wants to do laps in this thing. It's shaped like a kidney. Yeah. You. That's all again, I know you, about pools. You again, I'm sorry. Be, be, you know, betray your uh, <laughs> the lack of information about lap swimming again. Uh, I think you'd be ashamed Another of yourself. Another huge at this reveal. <laughs> the most surprising pool. I was doing a bunch of triple one nighters in Nevada, and Elko, Nevada, which is not a large town, had a, a fucking amazing pool that was a city pool, and uh, I still remember because I was, I was like, oh, there's not going to be anything here, and there was, and I was so happy. It was it, So little made me happy in the 90s. All I needed was a good road pool, you know, <laughs> and to be paid in cash at the end of the week. It was Please so easy. Please write another book called Road Pool. <laughs> But I, I want, I, sometimes I, I, like when I'm driving, I wish there was just an off-ramp that for, and it's just said 1997 on it. And I would just go off and live in this time where my dad was still alive and I could still drive into the house. And I would hate 1997. Thank again. you. Well, let's, let's interrupt my fantasy with your attempted suicide. <laughs> I'm sorry. I forgot who was more important here right now. <laughs> No, I'm just parallel. It's uh, we're living parallel lives, except for mine ended in 1990s. Or mine, yours so, is the down under, and I'm the on top. In this, I am in a bottom. What just happened? <laughs> um, it's a Stranger Things reference. <laughs> oh, okay, I didn't see that. Oh, you didn't watch it? No, no. Well, how come I watched it and you didn't? I saw ET. I don't need to see Stranger Things. <laughs> Wow, There's only so much snob. nostalgia I can do. We're right down the block from Ground Control. That's kind of exciting, though. I don't know what what's Ground Control. It's an Is arcade. that a Major Tom reference? It's uh, probably, but it's, it's a, a it's a it's an arcade. Okay. Did you ever do Bridgetown? Well, you did Bridgetown with yeah, me, right? But they that was one of the sort of the things where they take you to do a fun thing in Portland. Sometimes my favorite thing is every time, and uh, uh, people who live here as a joke will say it because everyone that you just meet in Portland, the first time the first time you meet someone in Portland, they'll say, "Well, have you been to Powell's?" 
Yeah. Did you know that there's a bookstore called Powell's? There's even little ones. There's one at the airport. Did you go to that? Okay. <laughs> Stop talking. You know what? I did a reading of Dead People Suck at Powell's, and mm-hmm. the, uh, the person there was like, sign all the books. That way they can't send it back. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I did. I'm oh, sure they still have, they awesome. must have like 30 copies left with that me signing That is an awesome out. hack. I know. And uh, I wish I'd known that at other bookstores because I just signed what they asked me to, and there you'd see a stack back there, and I should have signed them. And you should have signed would them have all. Kept to them out. Yeah. Loosely just signing things. I um, every time I go to a festival, that was the year they stopped doing fun things for comedians. You, you oh. know, like because I think when a festival first starts, the, the producers have these big ideas, and ex- and then they get tired. <laughs> and, uh, and comics are assholes and they don't show up for things or they, or they don't want to go or they yeah. ruin them or they break things and then they're like fuck it it's just shows it's just shows and yeah, then just two stand and then the festival closes down well that's a, that's I the know trajectory that the last, of a festival the last two times i was invited to the big pine in outside of bozeman montana mm-hmm. or something yeah both times and from different sources they were like there's guns they'll let you shoot guns and i'm like why do I look like I want to, you're not wrong. I want to, sure, but I don't. Um, well, you, so you're angry they accurately figured out who you really are. I think they saw my moccasins and they were like, we're going to get her a gun. And, um, but I mean, it's, it's such a weird thing that they think that the draw to do a festival is the, the fun thing. They're like, we're going to get you a horse and a gun and then you're going to do a bunch of shows and we're going to give you $9. And I'm like, yeah. how about you give me six grand and uh, you oh, keep man. your horse yeah. and your gun? Yeah, because comics, honestly, we're not fun. <laughs> I am a, I am a treat. No, you're not. No, <laughs> I spent an entire weekend with you. You were, you're not fun. <laughs> I have been belittled. That's okay. I don't want a fun friend. <laughs> That's the fucking last thing I need in my life. Always out doing things, trying to get me to do shit. I like, you're like, good night, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, bye, okay, that's, that's plenty friend for me. <laughs> well, I, I mean, well, we do this for an hour the last three days, yes. right? And then we spend several hours in a car together. Right. Yeah, that's all I, yeah, you're right. <laughs> that is yeah, all that's that, enough. Yeah. You are correct. <laughs> that is, that's as much time as I want to spend with Maria. Or uh, uh, whoever else. Regan doesn't even want to spend any part of the day with me. I get so. it. I get it. <laughs> That's it for us, guys. Thanks a lot. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.